Yesterday, we finished the 16th juz. In the 16th juz, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings Surah Al-Kahf to a conclusion. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we find the Quran, Surah Al-Maryam and Surah Taha. Regarding Surah Maryam, is one of the most beautiful surahs in the Quran because this is a surah where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about his rahmah and his mercy. In fact, in the surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions his rahmah. The word rahmah has been mentioned 16 times in this surah. So again and again, and if you think about it, it's not a very big surah compared to the, the surahs uh, preceding this. This is in fact probably a quarter of a juz. But in this small chapter, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions rahmah 16 times. Now, what is this surah about? See, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, from the beginning of mankind, from Adam salam, all the way till today, and to the day of judgment, Allah has created a system. People have children, those children become parents, they become grandparents, and the system keeps on going on. This is how it has, has always been. Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also understands that as human beings, as parents, we always want to leave behind the best for our children. We always teach our children the best that we know. In fact, all the time, parents are always asking that what can I do if I want to leave, leave behind a living trust for my children? I want to leave wealth behind for my children. So it's something that is very common that we always want to leave something behind for our children. Surah Maryam teaches us that what should be the key thing that we want to leave behind as inheritance for our children. It's not wealth that we need to leave behind for our children as much as it is the wealth of deen and the wealth of iman. Every parent should strive and every parent should be making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they should be working very diligently to ensure that if there is anything I leave behind for my children, even if I don't leave wealth behind for my children, I make sure that I leave with them the wealth of iman and the wealth of deen. And from beginning to the end, this idea that I want to have children and what should be the goal, this has been highlighted from beginning to end in Surah Maryam. So let's, let's quickly go through this. First, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the story of Zakariya When Zakariya saw that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave fruit, off-season fruit to Maryam alayhi salam, what did he say? That if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can make something like this miraculous happen, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can grant me a child also. And it was not the fact that he just wanted a child, but it was for the fact that I want to have a child so that my lineage and deen can stay permanent in my family and that can happen when I have a child so he made dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him Yahya alayhi salam then the next story that's mentioned in this surah is a story of Maryam and also in the case of Maryam alayhi salam we find that her mother wanted a child why because so that that child can serve the cause of deen and be a worshiper and an abid to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had destined and Will that she will be given a daughter by the name of Maryam. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then mentions this story in the Quran. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings us to the story of Ibrahim alayhi salam. Now, the story of Yahya and the story of Isa alayhi salam, both of them we find in that same surah that their parents were righteous and they were also righteous. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is teaching us that one of the ways that we can leave deen behind for our children is that as a parent, we have to embody religion. We have to embody 
deen in our life in order for our children to become righteous. And both of them, they had a very similar rhetoric. They both talked about respecting parents. They both talked about the importance of adopting their deen. So these are two prophets who did the same. And by the way, these were also the two prophets, by the way, that when Rasulullah wasallam he ascended in uh, Isra in Mi'raj, it was on the second sky that he met Isa alayhi salam and Yahya alayhi salam together because both of their times were also very similar and they were around each other during their times. Now we come to the story of Ibrahim alayhi salam. And Ibrahim alayhi salam's story is slightly different where you don't have a, a righteous father, rather a father who would carve out idols, a father who would bring people to the shirk of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you have a son who is an Abid. You have a son who is a prophet of Allah alayhi salam. So in this case, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches us that yes, there are going to be circumstances also. There are going to be some situations where the father and the parents may not be righteous, but the children are going to be righteous. But once again, the idea is still the same. If that person is righteous, then inshallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give him righteous children. And in the case of Ibrahim alayhi salam, yes, his father was not righteous, but he himself was righteous. And as a result, Allah gave him who? Allah gave him Ismail and Ishaq alayhi salam. And both of them were anbiya and both of them were prophets. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, that if we want to have children and we want to teach them deen, what is one of the key things that we can do? We see from the story of Ismail alayhi salam. In the same surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about him, وَكَانَ يَأْمُرُ أَهْلَهُ بِالصَّلَاةِ وَالزَّكَاةِ That he would always encourage his family to pray salat and give zakat. And then right after this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, أُولَٰئِكَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِمْ مِنَ النَّبِيِّينَ مِنْ ذُرِّيَّةِ آدَمْ There are some lineages that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed the children of Adam alayhi salam. وَمِنْ ذُرِّيَّةِ أُولَٰئِكَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِمْ مِنَ النَّبِيِّينَ مِنْ ذُرِّيَّةِ آدَمْ وَمِمَّنْ حَمَلْنَا مَعَ نُوحِ And those children, not the children who did not board the ship, in the case of Nuh alayhi salam, the ones who were on the ship, not the ones who, were, who stayed away. Israel, The children of Ibrahim alayhi salam and the children of Israel. By the way, Israel is in reference to Yaqub alayhi salam. Okay? When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions Israel, he, that, mentions, that, that means Yaqub alayhi salam. When Allah says, Bani Israel in the Quran, it's in reference to the children of Yaqub alayhi salam. So then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then says, إِذَا تُتْلَى عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتُ الرَّحْمَانِ When the ayat of, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are recited upon them, they fall into sujood. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions to all of us as parents, what is that one thing that you and I, we need to really strongly push for in our children? That always make sure that you are pushing for salat. Make sure that our children have the importance of salat. Because those generations that they wasted their salat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, they fell eventually into temptations and in their desires. 
desires. Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes to the ending of the surah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions here that just like you and I as human beings, we always want to have children. Even nowadays, when, parent, when uh, newly couples, when they want to delay having children, eventually the time comes that they say that we need to now have children. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created this, this natural element in our life. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is also telling us that there are people who try to assign Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala children, thinking that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala perhaps needs children, na'udhu billah, and at the very end of this surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that human beings are separate and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is separate, laysa kamithlihi shay. Just like we feel the need to have children, Allah does not, need that, does not have that desire and that need to have children, and hence the surah finishes off on the note that Allah does not have children. Yes, we have children, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not have children. So once again this is why I'm mentioning this is because when we read a surah from beginning to end we don't know the theme of the surah we have no idea what's going on and hence we don't have any appreciation now finally I want to finish on this the story of Ibrahim I want to come back to the story of Ibrahim here you have Ibrahim dealing with a he's dealing with a father who is not willing to understand a father who's calling people to the shirk of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And not only that, but he's also considered as a senior. What we learn from these few ayat is how do we deal and how do we talk to our seniors? How do we talk to our senior parents? Because see, there's a, there's a natural part of life that when you have children, they are children. They have some certain characteristics. And life is a full circle usually. So when people eventually when they become parents, adults, and so forth, eventually as they become seniors, there are some, I'm not calling them children, I don't want to cross a boundary of respect here, they are our seniors, we always have respect for them. At the same time, there are some aspects or some characteristics that again appear in their life as it was in the beginning of their life. And hence, life is called a full circle. So what happens is that in that kind of situation, how are we supposed to, re how are we supposed to treat and, and work with our seniors? This is what's mentioned here in these ayat. First of all is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions that Ibrahim alayhi salam referred to his father as Ya Abati. Four times in a row, Ya Abati, Ya Abati, Ya Abati, Ya Abati, which shows that when we are talking to our seniors, especially when it comes to our parents, we always treat them and we all always refer to them with the highest level of regard, the highest level of respect. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that Ibrahim alayhi salam, he began by saying, Ya abati lima ta'abudu ma la yasma'u wa la yubasiru wa la yughni anka shay'a. That from this we learn that when we talk to our seniors, rather than condemning their actions, if they're doing something that is wrong, rather try to bring up the aspect of logic. See, Ibrahim alayhi salam, he, he understands that if I try to go straight forward to my father, he's not going to understand. So let me try to take the route of logic. And he's asking his father that how, and can you please explain to me that these are rocks, neither do they listen. Neither can they um, hear and see. And not only that, but they cannot give any kind of benefit. So Ibrahim is taking the route of logic. And what happens, when our, especially when it comes to our seniors, is they have seen so much of life, and they understand life so much, that a lot of times going the route of logic might be the best way.
trying to help them understand the situation. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about Ibrahim alayhi islam that the next approach was knowledge. So after logic, it came down to knowledge. And he says, oh Allah, um, he's telling his father that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has inspired me with wahi. And he's telling him, um, Ya abati inni qad ja'ani min ilmi ma lam ya'tika fattabi'ni ahdika siratan sawiya. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given me wahi. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not granted other people wahi. So I understand what I'm saying. I'm not just making up something from, the, from thin air. So from logic, it went to knowledge. And then it went from there to compassion and mercy. Once again, as I said in the beginning, of the, as, as I said earlier, that in this surah, Allah mentions his rahmah 16 times. So when, we, when it comes to talking to our parents, we, ha- we have the highest level of rahmah and mercy when talking to them. And highlight mercy. So he says, Ya abati, inni akhafu an yamassaka adhabu min rahmani fatakuna lishshaytani waliya. Um, before this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions, Ya abati la ta'abud shaytan Oh my father, do not worship shaytan. Inna shaytana kana lirrahmani asiyan. Look at the wording here, it's very beautiful. He's not talking about how worse shaytan is. He's highlighting the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's saying, Inna shaytana kana lirrahman. That shaytan was disobedient, to the Rahman. He's highlighting Allah and His mercy. And then he's again in the very next ayah, he's saying, Ya abati inni akhafu an yamassaka adhabun minar Rahman. Again, he's telling him that I'm trying to protect you and I'm, tr- I, I'm fearful that something may happen to you and come to the Rahman, to come to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what we learn from these few ayat is that especially when we're talking to our seniors, we have to have the highest level of regard and respect. Number one is try to go the route of logic. After logic, try to go the route of knowledge. Our seniors, they love to talk about knowledge. They love to talk about intellectual things. And then after that, you go the route of Rahman and Raham and mercy and show them the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And finally, if not in this surah, we find in another surah, Surah Luqman, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches us that when it comes to the point, oh, by the way, Surah Maryam, after this, when, when his father was fed up, what did he say? What did Ibrahim say? Did he just like show like a disregard, like a, a disrespectful attitude? What did he say? He says, Salamun alayka. Rabbi. May Allah's peace and mercy be upon you. And I will seek forgiveness for you. Allah then mentions that he left his father, but because Ibrahim was a good person, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted him children that they, they became prophets and anbiya. Now, in a situation like this, what do we do when it comes to our own parents, perhaps? You know, how many times youth, they come to me and they say, when I'm trying to work with my parents, when I'm trying to talk to my parents, sometimes I cannot get through. This is a very common thing. And the reason why is because our parents grew up overseas and our children have grown up here. And a lot of times there's a communication disconnect and so forth. But our Quran teaches us that when it comes to our senior parents, you might try to explain to them a concept. You might try to advise them and they don't want to listen at all. Does that mean that we leave our parents? No, it means that we still keep on giving them company. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in Surah Luqman that he gave an advice to his son that if that time comes, وَإِن جَاهَدَاكَ عَلَىٰ أَن تُشْرِكَ بِي مَا لَيْسَ لَكَ بِهِ عِلْمٌ فَلَا تُطِعْهُمَا وَصَاحِبَهُمَا فِي الدُّنْيَا مَعْرُوفًا 
that you don't have to necessarily obey your parents if they are telling you to do something that is wrong. If they are telling you to do something wrong, that is wrong, you don't have to obey them. But then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَصَاحِبَهُمَا فِي الدُّنْيَا مَعْرُوفًا Be there with them. Give them your company. If there is one thing that our senior parents want, especially we see in America overseas, there's so many people around them all the time. But in America, subhanAllah, you see that our households, everyone has a job, everyone is working, our college-going students, they go in the morning, they come back at night, our seniors are left all alone. That's the reality in, our, in American. Forget about non-Muslim households. Our Muslim households, this is the case. They get left behind and they get left alone. And so if there's one thing that they want so much is companionship. Someone to talk to, someone to interact with. Our Quran teaches us, The Quran does not tell us that you sit there and correct them. The Quran simply says, give them your company, give them your love and so forth. So this is something that we learn from these stories of Ibrahim and so forth. Once again, we went through Surah Maryam. What is Surah Maryam all about? And then in particular, we went through the story of Ibrahim and some of the lessons and reflections from the story. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from amongst those who, who learn the Quran and then apply in our life. Ameen Rabbil Alameen. Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. إن المسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات والقانتين والقانتات والصادقين والصادقات والصابرين والصابرات والخاشعين والخاشعات والخاشعين والخاشعات والمتصدقين والمتصدقات والصائمين والصائمات والحافظين فروجهم والحافظات والذاكرين الله كثيرا والذاكرات أعد الله لهم مغفرة وأجرا عظيما